This is the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z, telling it like it is. Welcome back to the Truth Hurts program. This is Steve Z. It is the third day of June 2021. And boy, have I got some information that just makes me happy on the inside of my little soul. Remember back when President Donald Trump was in office? Sure you do. Gasoline prices were much lower. The price of lumber was very much lower. The price of bread, milk, eggs, fast food, held just about everything you bought was much, much lower. So I know you remember just a short year to a year and a half ago when Donald Trump was president and he dared to say the term China virus or Kung flu. Remember the leftist mainstream Biden-loving media that was quick to call your president, Donald Trump, wacky or crazy when he dared to point out the fact that this virus was created in a Wuhan, China virology lab? And all the Democrats and all the media pukes called out your president, Donald Trump, saying he was nuts and that the virus naturally mutated from a bat in an open-air Chinese wet market? and could not possibly have been created in a laboratory in Wuhan, China? Of course you do. Remember when conservatives circulated actual photographs of Anthony Fuji and Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama actually standing in the actual Wuhan, China virology lab where Obama signed documents authorizing your tax dollars to be spent on research into various forms of coronaviruses? Hmm? Oh, you may not remember that part because the news media, well, they were pretty much ordered not to show those pictures. Remember when the illustrious host of the Truth Hurts program, Steve Z, stated on this very program in his firm, fastidious, dyed-in-the-wool belief that the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019 was in fact manufactured in that virology lab in Wuhan, China? Remember when I went into a lengthy dissertation when the program was still an hour long about how the naturally occurring viruses, bacteria, plants, animals, etc. on planet Earth could not be patented, but that man-made viruses, bacteria, plants, animals, etc. could receive U.S. and world global patents? And remember when I said that the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019 and various variants did receive patents both in the U.S. and on the global stage? It could not be a naturally occurring mutation of a SARS virus if it was patented. Well, boys and girls, old Anthony Fucci may one day end up being tried and convicted of a war crime because it appears to be at the very least that he was complicit in the lie, the sham, the scam, the development, the testing, the distribution, the cover-up, and the misinformation and disinformation campaign surrounding the Kung Fu Wuhan flu. And that would make Donald Trump 100% correct when he said what he said about the pandemic being developed and distributed by China. It has taken over a year now, but most Americans now agree with former President Donald Trump's claim that the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus was developed in China. A quarter of Americans believe it was released on purpose to infect the world. In my program, I often tell you that if you hear a large enough lie for a long enough time period, 
you might just start believing the lie. After all, you've heard for how many years now that Caitlyn Jenner is a woman when he's still a dude with boobs, fake boobs. The lie in the case of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019 is the lie that a bat infected a person in a wet market in Wuhan, China, and that that infected person's genome mutated the virus and allowed it to be spread from person to person. The lie was then exaggerated into a massive worldwide pandemic scare that was going to kill everybody. Now, I said lie because it was, and it still is. Remember, the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019 killed less than 0.002% of people who contracted the virus, and it killed a far smaller percentage of the population at large. The lie was perpetuated even further when your government started telling the population that a half a million Americans supposedly died from COVID-19. And then we found out what? Car crashes, murder victims, cancer and heart attack patients, fire victims, industrial accident victims, elderly people with other major causes of death. Just about everyone who died in the USA during the year 2020, according to the media, was a COVID death. Of course, we all know that was a lie. The lie continued when the CDC overstepped their non-authority and shut down businesses and schools and churches and events and concerts and football games. And with a complicit leadership core in Democrat major cities, they managed to shutter the phenomenal, fantastic, successful, monumental, growing economy of one Donald Trump and his presidency. Now, boys and girls, the truth is coming out just as I predicted on this very program. By the way, where the hell is Newsmax with my job offer? Hell, I'd even settle for a spot on Fox News to help their flailing ratings to recover. In the latest Economist YouGov survey, 58% of Americans now believe that the Wuhan China novel coronavirus known as COVID-19 was developed in a Wuhan China virology lab. That figure at 58% is up from 49% last year when the media was lying to you and Gropey Joe was lying to you. Now that President Biden has asked for investigators to essentially go over the Trump administration's entire probe of the origin of this virus, even 43% of Democrats now believe it began in a Chinese lab and was not spread by bats as originally claimed. Just 13% believe the bat theory in general now, according to poll analysis. When it comes to the more specific circumstances of the virus's emergence, 24% think it was created in a laboratory and was released on purpose. 18% think it was lab created and escaped by accident. 12% think it was a naturally occurring disease that was being examined in a laboratory, but was released by accident. And only 13% believe what the scientific community's most common explanation for the virus was, that it occurred naturally in a bat and mutated to a human infection at a wet market in Wuhan, China. These are the questions that were asked where one quarter of Americans believe it was created in a lab and released on purpose. How do you think the virus responsible for the COVID-19 virus emerged? This is a question on the yougov.economist poll dated May 22nd through May 25th of this year. It was a natural mutation that occurred in the wild. 
U.S. adults in general, 13%, say it was natural mutation that occurred in the wild. Democrats still clinging to that theory, 21%. Independents, 10%. Republicans, 4%. Go Republicans. To the question, it was a natural mutation that was released accidentally from a laboratory, 12% of Americans say that's the case. And that breaks down to 13% of Democrats, 12% of Independents, 8% of Republicans. To the question that it was created in a laboratory what was released by accident, 18% of U.S. adults agree with that. 16% of Democrats, 22% of Independents, 22% of Republicans. It wasn't accidental. To the notion that it was created in a laboratory and released on purpose, 24% of Americans now agree. 12% of Democrats, 26% of Independents, 39% of Republicans know what you and I know. People who responded not sure were 33%, with Democrats playing ignorant at 38%, Independents at 31%, and Republicans saying they're not sure at 27%. But you do see, my friends, the truth is starting to emerge. And for Anthony Fucci and the Democrats, it may soon turn out, as more evidence comes forward, that the truth hurts. Get ready for your foot-long sausage in prison, Mr. Fucci. And of course, a tossed salad on Saturdays. We'll be right back. It's the real new thing. Woka Cola. Do you feel like you're stuck in the past? Do you feel that the new generation is leaving you behind? Are you blind to the oppression of the man? Do you have a desire to be more woke to our new changing world? If so, Woka Cola is just for you. All the same great cola taste, no calories, and all the white guilt you can muster. Every can depicts a two-part story, so you can learn about the evil white oppressors on the back and the heroes of oppressed America on the front. And the untold stories about how those oppressed heroes never got recognized. Available in 10-ounce cans, 20-ounce bottles, and 40-ounce malt liquor-sized containers, the new Woka Cola is waiting for you at discount convenience stores, liquor stores, bottle shops, and your favorite grocery. Look for the raised fist on the front and the bowing Caucasian on the rear of every can of Woka Cola. Drink some now, and you can be woke. And speaking of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, now all the way into 2021, according to Pete Sullivan at The Hill, the U.S. recorded COVID-19 cases and deaths have fallen to the lowest levels since March of 2020. COVID-19 cases have fallen to around 15,000 per day, partly, according to the Democrats, due to a sharp decline in new infections as vaccine numbers increase. According to CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, seven-day average of about 15,600 cases per day is the lowest level of new recorded cases in the U.S. since March of 2020, though comparisons to the first month of the pandemic can be tricky because testing still lagged in that time. Walensky said the seven-day average is about 15,600 cases per day represents a decrease of 30% from our prior seven-day average, and more importantly, it's a 94% decrease from the peak COVID-19 cases when Joe Biden took office in January of this year. She said, this is the type of news I like to deliver. Certainly these data are encouraging and uplifting as we battle the pandemic. 
The average daily death count has also fallen sharply to about 363 per day, and yes, they are still claiming car crash victims who have one little COVID in their system as being COVID deaths. The number of 363 per day, according to CDC data, is also the lowest level since March of 2020. The rapidly improving situation comes as more and more people get vaccinated. According to CDC, 63% of U.S. adults have now received at least one dose of the coronavirus vaccine, but the daily vaccination rate has been falling significantly. The Gropey Joe White House is now pushing to boost the numbers to meet another goal that he has set, 70% of eligible residents having gotten at least one shot by the 4th of July. The White House on Wednesday announced a range of incentives from free childcare to free beer from Anheuser-Busch when that 70% goal is met. Yes, they'll do anything to bribe you into getting a shot into your arms, boys and girls. Anything. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Groper-in-Chief himself. Kroger announced that they're going to give away $1 million each week to someone who gets vaccinated at one of their pharmacies. The NBA, the NHL, NASCAR, NASCAR tracks, they're offering vaccines outside playoff games and at races. Major League Baseball will be offering free tickets to people who get vaccinated at the ballpark. And to top it off, Anheuser-Busch announced that beer is on them on July the 4th. That's right, get a shot and have a beer. Of course, I don't want to subject you to his entire speech, but he mumbled and stumbled and bumbled and fumbled and stammered and stuttered and muttered and puttered and fluttered. And he said, bottom line is this, I promise you they're safe, they're safe. Even more importantly, they're extremely effective. If you're vaccinated, you're protected. Fully vaccinated people are safely shredding their masks and greeting one another with a smile. He said shredding, not shedding. He can't even read the words on the teleprompter. Grandparents are hugging their grandkids again because of the vaccination strategy. That's what he said. Unbelievable. He's also said that the administration will be partnering with black-owned salons and barbershops as part of a Shots at the Shop initiative. Hey, Joe, why don't you just give out some fried chicken and watermelon while you're there? Barbershops, beauty salons, give me a break. He's also offering a wide range of incentives, including free child care for parents and caregivers at four of the nation's largest child care centers. He said he set a goal to administer at least one shot of vaccine to 70% of the U.S. adults by the 4th of July. On Wednesday, he said 12 states have already reached the mark and more are expected to get it this week. He said, it's clearer than ever. The more people get vaccinated, the more sus we're going to have a fight against the virus. People under 40 need to stop and get vaccinated. He called on every American to help get their communities vaccinated, saying, we're asking American people to help. We need you. We need to get your friends, family, neighbors, co-workers vaccinated. Help them find an appointment. Drive them to the site. Talk to them about why you made the choice for yourself. What happens after summer? Data could not be clearer. For all progress making us a country, if you're unvaccinated, you're still at risk of getting seriously ill, dying, spreading disease to others, especially when Americans spend more time indoors again, closely gathering in the fall. I'm telling you guys, he cannot even read from the teleprompter without stumbling and mumbling and fumbling and stuttering and muttering and stammering and clamoring and trying desperately to get the words from the screen to his eyes to his feeble brain and then out of his word hole, better known as his facial anal orifice or his mouth. This is the Truth Hurts program. Hi, I'm Annie Heiser. And I'm Bush Wacker. Want to get a buzz this Independence Day? 
We sure want to see you get smashed. That's why we've teamed up with President Grumpy Joe Biden to give out free beer on the 4th of July to every single American. But we can only do this if you get that needle jammed into your arms before July 4th. So roll up your sleeve and let some perfect strangers stick it to you. The vaccines still have not gotten full FDA approval, but the president wants you to trust him. Yeah, trust him. Even though he lied to us to get into college, lied to graduate college, lied to get in the Senate, and then lied a whole lot to get into the White House, he wants us to trust him. Yeah, trust him. Get stuck? Get beer. It's that simple. And because we don't want to get sued, please listen to the legal disclaimer at the end of this promotion. The free beer promotion is a joint venture between the Joe Biden White House and a certain beer company. You will receive a coupon for one free 12-ounce beer or light beer from our 10 brands. Don't drink and drive. You might hit a bump and spill it. Available for U.S. citizens 21 years or older, and any illegal immigrant that can prove they got the vaccine. This beer company is not responsible for any accidents, mishaps, crashes, arson, looting, excess partying, Trump rallies that might break out, redneck rebellion, BLM riots resulting from consumption of our beer products. Do not operate heavy machinery while under the influence of our beer products. Pay for with your tax dollars, so don't dare think this free beer is really free. Do you remember that historic moment when President Donald Trump walked without so much as a Secret Service agent surrounding him across the demilitarized zone between South Korea and North Korea and shook the hands of the wacky little rocket man Kim Jong-un who also stood there without so much as a single one of his guards around him. That was a very contentious time. It was a very brave and courageous thing that Donald Trump did. He could have been shot, killed, picked off immediately by any one of the radical North Koreans. And it could have even been one of Kim Jong-un's own people that offed Donald Trump. Of course, the Democrats, those on the left, would have rejoiced and gone gaga over the death of Donald Trump. That's the kind of guy he was, though. Donald Trump had balls. He knew that deep down inside, Kim Jong-un was a businessman first because of his stature in the business world in North Korea. After all, in a nation of skinny, small, scrawny North Koreans, a chunky little fat guy like Kim Jong-un was eating some groceries. Donald Trump was no fit-as-a-fiddle guy either. He's not the most in-shape president, but he's in much better condition physically than Gropey Joe Feeble Biden. Gropey Joe has not made one single foreign trip to meet with one single foreign leader. Not yet, at least. But he is set to make his first overseas trip as president on June 13th of this year. Is he going to meet with Vladimir Putin, a guy who's in really good shape and doesn't mind calling Gropey Joe a feeble has-been? No, he's not. Is he going to meet with China's premier? No. Is he going to meet with Kim Jong-un? No. He's going to go meet with Queen Elizabeth II, who, by the way, has no real political power whatsoever. According to ABC News, Queen Elizabeth II will open the gates to Windsor Castle to welcome President Sleepy, Creepy, Touchy, Feely, Muttering, Puttering, Fluttering, Stuttering, Mumbling, Fumbling, Bumbling, Crumbling, Mopey, Dopey, Little Girl, Gropey, Hands on the Flat Chest of an Eight-Year-Old Child, Pedophile Joe Biden, and his enabler, his wife, Jill Biden, on June the 13th as he makes the first overseas trip as resident this month. I said resident, resident of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. 
Buckingham Palace first announced the news in a tweet today, which the White House then confirmed in a statement laying out the whole of Biden's trip to the UK, to Belgium, and Switzerland. Yes, he's taking the safe route. He doesn't want any controversy, and I'm sure all the plans have been laid out. Public speeches with teleprompters only and no questions from the press. Because you can't rein in the British press, Mr. Biden, like you've managed to rein in the White House press corps and only allow questions from your friends. This trip will highlight America's commitment to restoring our alliances, revitalizing the transatlantic relationship, and working in close cooperation with our allies and multilateral partners to address global challenges and better secure America's interests, said White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Biden is scheduled to meet with Prime Minister Boris Johnson on June 10th ahead of the group of seven, the G7 summit that is scheduled to be held this year in Cornwall from June 11th through 13th. The first in-person summit of world leaders since the global outbreak of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, better known as the Kung Flu. Inside Queen Elizabeth's long history of meeting U.S. presidents, the meeting with the Bidens is also slated to be the Queen's first major meeting with a world leader since her late husband, the pedophile Prince Philip of Pedophile Island, a la Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton fame. He died at 99 years old in April. Can you just imagine the Viagra bill at Buckingham Palace? Most of the 95-year-old monarch Queen Elizabeth's events have been canceled through the last year due to COVID-19. This will be the first time the Bidens meet the Queen, who's met with every U.S. president during her 69 years on the throne, except for Lyndon B. Johnson. I don't know why she didn't meet him, and guess what? I don't care. Biden met Prince Charles, Queen Elizabeth's firstborn son, and supposed heir apparent to the, to the throne, we all know better. He did so during a 2015 event in Washington where Biden was serving as vice resident under Barack Hussein Obama. He met Prince Harry, the I don't want to be a royal anymore because I married a black girl and nobody likes her because she's just not a nice person and she thinks she's entitled to everything. Sorry. Gropey Joe met Prince Harry in 2017 when then-President Barack Hussein Obama traveled to the Invictus Games in Toronto. After hosting George W. Bush and Barack Hussein Obama for state dinners, the Queen did the same for Donald Trump in June of 2019, only the third president invited for an official state visit. Trump had previously visited the UK back in 2018, taking tea with the Queen at Windsor Castle during a less ceremonial working visit. Although touching the Queen is thought to be taboo and unprecedented, Former First Lady Michelle Obama raised eyebrows during a G20 reception at Buckingham Palace in 2009. Queen touched her back, and the First Lady put her arm around the Queen. Those big, manly man arms of Michelle Mabel Obama. What's her real name? Michael what? Look at that Adam's apple in the picture. It became a controversy, but Buckingham Palace issued a statement saying it was a mutual gesture and denied that there were rules about touching the Queen. Bet the Queen sure wishes she had some hand sanitizer back then. Oh, Steve, you're so mean. After the G7 meeting with the Queen, the President will head to Brussels to participate in a NATO-US-European Union summit. To end his trip, he will travel to Geneva to meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin 
in a highly scripted event scheduled for June 16th. We'll see if that part of the trip gets canceled. Anyway, that's what's going on in Gropey Joe land in case you give a damn. You're listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. You lucky devil you. Do you remember the CHAZ, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, or the CHOP, the Capitol Hill Occupied Protest? Well, there's another autonomous zone that's been erected. This one in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Been there for quite a while since the criminal thug animal George Floyd died in police custody of a drug overdose that was wrongfully blamed on a police officer's knee on his neck. Minneapolis city workers were seen tearing down barricades Thursday at what has been named George Floyd Square, an autonomous zone that has remained in the area now for over one year. At 4.30 in the morning, crews donning construction gear removed barricades, makeshift housing, and artwork at the cop-free area that encompasses the Cup Food Store, where George Floyd died of a drug overdose on May 25th of 2020. Much of that rubble was removed in under four hours, though workers were met with resistance from protesters who attempted to block an intersection while chanting, No justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. Vehicle traffic limited since the days following George Floyd's overdose death had not resumed as of 8.30 this morning. Some memorials to the criminal thug George Floyd will be left untouched, said city spokesperson Sarah McKenzie. She said the fist sculpture is going to remain in the roundabout. Law enforcement has been barred from the area and was not involved in this reopening. A spokesperson for Metro Transit Busing System refused to predict when public transportation service would resume in the area. Workers were observed placing traffic signs in the zone. Imagine that. No cops allowed. Sorry, cops. You are not allowed here. We don't want your kind here. Kind of reminds you of the no blacks allowed in the diners of the 1950s, doesn't it? Oh, but these are cops, so they're automatically bad, and we have to make an exception for segregation. The area known as George Floyd Square has made headlines on May 25th of this year on the anniversary of the criminal George Floyd's death, where dozens of gunshots rang out during live reports from journalists. The moment was captured on ABC News' live stream in which reporter Alex Presha can be heard scrambling to find cover as a number of shots were fired. A voice is heard saying, Down, down, down! Get behind the engine block! Behind the engine block! <laughs> oh, you can't make this stuff up. The Minneapolis Police Department responded at 10 a.m. that day and reported a vehicle suspected in the shooting had sped away. One individual with a gunshot wound checked into a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Hours prior to that shooting, a video journalist for the Star Tribune said he was robbed of his camera drone by people claiming to be security personnel. He wrote, Had my drone taken by three dudes working, quote, security, unquote, about a block away from 38th and Chicago streets this morning, threatened and told never to come back to George Floyd Square. He never got his drone back either. Business owners in the area have voiced frustration as the zone has repeatedly been the subject of, really, crime, violence, gang activity? But I thought it was a peaceful, autonomous zone in the honor of the criminal thug animal George Floyd. Groups banded together in 2021 to demand city bailouts 
after officials allowed the zone to persist since June of last year. And, because apparently the city of Minneapolis has more money than it has common sense, Minneapolis leaders agreed in early April to set aside multiple interest-free $50,000 loans for those afflicted, totaling a million dollars. Well, you can't open your business. Here's $50,000. Don't make a big fuss. Mayor Jacob Fry said during the trial of Derek Chauvin, Secondly, we're going to make substantial progress over at 38th and Chicago. Right now, the city is set to move forward with a series of $50,000 interest-free forgivable loans to businesses that have been substantially impacted over these last seven, eight, nine months. Fry in the past has indicated support for a phased reopening of the area, saying residents are not yet eager to end the autonomous zone. So all you have to do is claim homestead, an area of a city, claim it in the name of some black person who got killed, and you can effectively shut down businesses in a 4, 10, 20, 30 block area and then get city bailout money for each of those businesses while you continue to violate the law, obstruct traffic, create havoc, allow violence, burn, loot, assault, batter, and manage to keep the police away? Damn, I'm going to have to write a how-to book. I could make millions. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, The Truth Hurts Network.